about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. think of what else uh da, da, da. i think that's it for right now because we're going to get into the word i'm i'm sorry it's hot in here but we can't sit there and pray and talk about the fire of god and it's it like the, we start speaking stuff it's like you're like fire Ooh, wait we need the cool breeze of the holy spirit just the breeze the wind the blow <laughs> holy ghost we'll take the wind too wind fire you know whatever he wants to do we'll just take it we'll take it but I welcome you all here because like I said earlier, you do not want to be here on a Friday night to see me. You want to come and get in his presence and get what you can get from the Holy Ghost because we all can do other things on a Friday night. Believe me, we all can, but we chose to be here. And I thank God that you all are so hungry for him because when you're hungry, that's when he shows up. When you are violent in the spirit, wanting it from him, he shows up. But if you come in lackadaisy, complacent, just sitting there chilling, relaxing, trying to say, well, she got it, I don't got it, then that's on you. But I'm telling you, you got to be hungry for the things of God. And he's faithful. If you are saying, God, I want this, he's faithful in giving it to you. If we give gifts, but he's so much better as a gift giver. So I'm going to tell you here at TCVC Empowered Women, what we are doing is we are raising up weapons for God. Amen. That's what we do. We raise up weapons. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I come against the enemy. I come against the enemy right now, his strategies and assignments right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you that you have assignments right now in Jesus' name. And whatever you want to do. So enemy, I cancel your plans and assignments right now in the name of Jesus. You choke on the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You might think you're coming to wreck havoc enemy, but you are not because the Lord is going to use us all to wreck havoc on the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm still praying. I pray for the, the touch of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire, just fall on us. Just fire, fill us up. Fire, fire, fire in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. One of my prayers is that you so filled up that you take this fire home to your unsaved husbands. That you take this fire to your unsaved friends, your co-workers, your family members, that you just rub off on them. We don't want COVID-19, how they say it's so contagious. Well, you know what? You got the fire of God. That's even more contagious. I pray that you all are super spreaders, honey. You all are super spreaders in Jesus' name. You spread the kingdom of God. You spread the fire of God. Anything come by, you're going to burn it up. You try to come against my family, I'm going to burn it up in Jesus' name. You come against our church, I'm going to burn you up. You come against my sisters, I'm going to burn you up. Because the anointing and the fire of God that's in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you. There's a fresh fire and a fresh outpouring for you today. Tonight. Right now. Say now. He's that type of daddy. He does it right now. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Matthew 11. Listen, he's given us power to trample over scorpions and snakes. And that's what we do. I don't play, I don't play with the devil. I sweated my hair out right now giving worship and praise to God. I don't care how I even look because I'm going to still deliver the word that he gave me for you today. That's how it is. I'm undignified. You got to be undignified. 
If you're too dignified, he ain't going to use you then. You want to be too cute. I like being cute. But I tell you one thing, if I'm entering into trying to speak to my dad and hear his voice, I don't care about looking cute. If I know your life depends on the word that I have to give you, I don't care about looking cute. Because too many people are dying. Too many people are being comfortable with their demons. Too many people are dealing with things that they don't know where the hope is. And I'm telling you, you got the hope. You got the hope. Let me tell you, this weekend I was up writing last night. I always say, Lord, what do you want me to say to the ladies? And he, he's getting me closer and closer to like the day of. He always does that, but it's about trust. And as I was typing yesterday, I go to brush my teeth, and I'm seeing like, like I broke out all over my face. Yeah. And I go to my nurse daughter. I always go, nurse. <laughs> Is my face broken out? You know, I'm just like, she's like, yeah, what's happened? Did you? I'm like, I don't know. I said, the devil. But I'm rebuking him right now. And I'm like, oh, devil, you always know when you try to bother me, I go even harder. And I'm like, okay, I rebuke this in Jesus' name. This is not a part of me. This ain't a part of who I am. No, I say I, I'm, I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Devil, get off. Devil, get back in Jesus' name. Fire, burn him up, whatever he's trying to do. And I tell you, this morning, I'm like, I was looking at my face. Oh, oh, Shadi said she tell me she's my nurse. She prayed on me. It was her prayers. Hallelujah. Impartation, honey. My girls better know how to pray. Y'all better put these children to work, these young people. That's why I say y'all young people get in touch. More than touch. You're going to get it. You here. Sorry, you just here. You're getting it. Matthew 11. I'm going to start in verse 7. I'll read from the Amplified, okay? And then as these men went their way, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the desert to see a, a reed swayed by the wind? What did you go out to see then? A man clothed in soft garments. Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in the houses of kings. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and one out of a common, more eminent, more remarkable, and superior to a prophet, this is the one of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who shall make your ready, make ready your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet he is who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. And it says in the King James 12, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. I believe the Lord is looking for a violent church. I say that again. I believe the Lord is looking for a violent church. And I don't mean literally violent. We going out with guns, robbing, stealing, killing. No, not that. I mean violent that we go for it in the power of God, that people are hungry. They want his presence. They want his truth. Man, you better be, be, be dressed for battle, woman of God. Be battle ready because when you're battle ready, you are armed and dangerous, baby. You are armed and dangerous. You are not weak and anemic. He's raising up an army that is violently advancing the kingdom of God. And I said an army. I'm not talking about a nursery. I'm not talking about you wearing your diapers. Take your diapers off. Put on your armor. 
If you're wearing diapers, you want to stink, I don't want you to come by me because I don't want to stink. But if you want to come with me with your diapers and I change your diaper and we get you cleaned up and you start and you ready to advance the kingdom, I got you. But if you want to stay in diapers, I can't be with babies. I can't be in the nursery. I got to go up in the kingdom of God with the army. He's raising up an army. He's raising up his women to be a part of that army. He's needing his women to be lieutenants and generals. Is there any in the army up in here? I said, is there anybody up in here who's in the army of God? Come on. We got to put hell on notice. We have, come on. We violently assault the gates of hell. You understand that? I said, we assault the gates of hell. I didn't say we negotiate with hell. Mm. We don't try to be relevant with hell. We don't try to compromise the word of God with hell. Y'all not hearing me. We ain't diluting the word of God any longer. The church that they've known before, we are not that anymore. Come on. I'm going to tell you right now, they try to tell you right now, you're too hardcore when you tell them the truth. You're you too hardcore. You shouldn't say that because we got this type of people and these type of people. Listen, I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm going to tell you exactly what the word of God says. If you offend it, bless you. Bless you. They tell you, you ain't, you ain't got to shout like that. You know, it don't take all that. Well, I am going to shout because I know he is. I am going to shout, thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to shout hallelujah because I know who he is to me. And you know what? Jesus was hardcore, was he not? He was so hardcore, he went to the bowels of hell for you. He went down there and took the keys from Satan for you. He didn't even ask an angel. He didn't ask somebody else to go for him. Jesus himself went to the bowels of hell to get the keys for you so that you can have the keys of the kingdom of heaven for you so you can loose and bind things in the spirit. He's given us the keys. Stop holding back the word of God out of your mouth. Stop holding back. Come on. He didn't go to the, to the cross and get beat and then go into hell and then raise up to sit on the right hand of the Father for you to live a pitiful life. He didn't do that for you to be bound with stuff. He didn't do that for you to say you got depression or anxiety. He didn't do that. He did it so you could live a life, life more abundantly. He didn't do that so you could stay in your trauma. He didn't do that so you could say, I'm still mad at my mother, my daddy, my sister, my brother. He didn't do it for that. If you're still in that, repent right now. Come on. Jesus. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready to engage? You ready to engage on the front lines of spiritual warfare? For your family, your children, your sister, your brothers? And when we're engaging, we don't have time to deal with pettiness or mess or jealousy, or I want her gift, why is she like that? No, we got to engage spiritual warfare on the front lines. And we're not going to keep counseling these demons. I'm done with counseling demons. I'm not doing it. If you ain't ready to be free, don't come to me. Because I, you want me, I cast it out of you. But if you don't want to be free, don't come to me. Don't waste my time. Let me tell you, because we know the enemy will start distracting and causing little stuff, and you wonder, no, nah, Lord, should I? Could? No, I'm like, I'll tell you in a minute, don't, I'm, I can't. I love you, but I can't. 
The call of my life is too great. The anointing of my life is too great. So I can't, I don't have time to get upset with you and offended with you and mad. And then my feelings are going up and down. No, he wants stable women. Come on, stable women. When you're in a special ops force in the kingdom of God's army, you don't have time for anything. Any soldiers up in here? Anybody on the special forces up in here? Anybody the Lord just planting in incognito so you can blow the kingdom of heaven up out of here? You thought you got your job just to do your job. No, you went there because you want special ops. You wonder why people calling you because you want special ops. And you got to say, yes, Lord, I may be tired. I may have stuff to do, but you know what? That person need me. That person need me to lay hands on them. That person need me to cast out the devil. That person need me to pray them, pray them through and get through the second heavens because their prayers ain't working right now. But, Father, I'm going to intercede on their behalf. Can you intercede for your sisters? Can you be there for your sisters? Come on. I am done. I'm not doing any more usual. I'm not doing any more casual. I'm not doing any more normal. I'm not doing any more of that. That ain't worked. It didn't work. We can't be casual about stuff. We can't be casual about me coming to church. We can't be casual about us reading the word. We can't be casual about spending time with the Father. I said before, when I preached before, you casual, you're going to be a casual Christian, and you're going to be a casualty. No more of that. He's calling forth his kingdom believers who know how to stand on the word, even though it looks funny, who know how to stand on the word, even though it looks opposite to what they're believing in. Even you can stand on the word, even though you're speaking the word and you're still wondering, God, what is this? But you got to have faith. Can you walk by faith? Can you go by even though it don't look like it, Father? I still trust you because you've been there for me so many times. You've taken care of so many times. Hallelujah. Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm on fire. I, I just, I just, Jesus. I love y'all too much. I love y'all too much to sit here and pedicate you. I love you too much to do Tickle Me Elmo stuff. I love you too much to do Barney, like I said before. I love you too much to still be on Sesame Street. I got to take my sisters higher. You got to go to another level of glory. And that's what he is calling you to. Everybody in here is called for God. Everyone has an anointing and call of God. Jesus. Let's go to Micah. If you don't know where Micah is, it's between Jonah and Nahum. You probably don't know where those are either. <laughs> where Nahum? Who Jonah? What? I was looking at when the Lord showed me Micah, I'm like, they're not going to know where it is because I didn't know where it was. <laughs> Y'all doing good? Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. The Lord does not want to disappoint. He has something for you today. Can I thank my sisters from another church here? You guys from The Rock, right? Can I thank y'all for being here? That's what it is about having unity in the kingdom. We support each other. We don't need to go and travel always for the superstars in the, in the kingdom. No, we got it right here, right now. Micah 7. Verse 7, but as for me, I will look to the Lord and confident in him, I will keep watch. Y'all see, I read without my glasses. Oh, okay. I will wait with hope and expectancy for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Hallelujah. Ain't that good? 
Some of y'all may be dealing with some stuff right now, some situations, but I'm here to encourage you out of it. You saw what he just said. No sickness has authority over you. No, no, no shame has authority over you. No guilt, no mental health issue, no anger, no trauma. It might look like you hit rock bottom. I tell you, it might look like you got some bad news. It might look like it. It might look like it. But it also looked like Satan won too when Jesus went to the cross. And it took him three days. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to tell you, you might be dealing with something, but our God is fighting for you. He's a fighting king, too. He's not just somebody who just never fought anything and then win. He won. We all see Jesus as the lamb. You the sweet little lamb. But honey, he's a warrior king. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. I don't want the lamb. I want the lion of the tribe of Judah to fight for me. You cute lamb. But I want the roar of the lion. That's what's going to scare some things away. <laughs> I said all that to say that you are not alone. You are not alone. Even though the enemy may try to make you feel like you are, he may try to isolate you like this is it, nobody cares, but I'm here to tell you that he does. We do. And today is your breakthrough day. Today is your breakthrough day. You are not a victim, but you are a what? Victor. Jesus may not seem like he may be moving in a minute, but baby, let me tell you, he's moving in the hour. Huh. I tell you right now, King Jesus never tapped out. He ain't tap out and get out the match. He in the match. You don't even see him. So don't be surprised when threats and trials come against you. Don't be surprised because, like I said, you're a military threat to the kingdom of darkness. If you are born again in this place right now, you have the goodness of God in you. You have the spirit of God in you. You have the Holy Ghost in you. You have the love of the Father in you. If you are not born again, we're going to make sure you do. Don't leave out of here the same because the lion side of Jesus lives in you. The lion side, the great mighty warrior of heaven, the general of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. When you think of that, nothing can bother you. Nothing can come against you. It's time for you to go and plunder the goods from the strong man. You got to do that. You got to tell him, devil, nope, you can't have my kids. <laughs> nope, devil, you can't. You can't have my family. Nope, devil, you can't have my marriage. Nope, devil, you can't have my mind. Devil, you can't have my ministry or my business. You cannot have the gift that God has given me. No, devil, you can't even have it. I'm taking everything back, devil. Everything you thought you stole from me, I'm taking it all back. It's time for you to take everything back and get double for your trouble. Everything back. Get your passion to fight back, women of God. Get your passion to go forward in things of God, empower women. Get it back. Let's go to Jeremiah 20. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 20. Um, 20 verse 8. 
For whenever I speak, I must cry out and complain. I shout violence and destruction for the word of the Lord has become to me a reproach and a derision and has brought me insult all day long. If I say I will not make mention of the Lord or speak anymore in his name, in my mind and heart, it is this it is as if there were a burning fire shut up in my bones and I'm weary of enduring and building it in. I cannot contain it any longer. Anybody in here got the fire shut up in their bone? Got the fire shut up in your bone? You can't even contain it? I'm not going to contain it either. Thank you, Father, for the fire you got shut up in my bones, and I'm not going to even contain it. I'm going to tell the truth to you guys regardless of people like me. I'm going to tell you the truth regardless if I offend anybody. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you the truth because, you know, I'm not tickling anymore to people. I'm done with all that. I've been done with that. I'm not going back to that. I'm sick of the attacks of the enemy. So I got this fire shut up in my bones. I can't contain it. It's going on. You're going to get spread. You're going to get it. Bring it out. I don't care about the opinions of man anymore because I got the fire stuck up in my bones. It got to come out. I don't care about the opinions of people. I only care about the opinion of God. If the Bible calls it sin, it's sin. And I'm not going to let you lie and put on stuff on me because I get up and speak the truth of God. And then you want to start telling people that I don't walk in love or people don't walk in love because you're telling the truth. I'm walking in love because I care so much about you. I tell you the truth of what the word of God says. So if you get offended by the word of God, check your own self. If I come to you and tell you that's not biblical, check your own self because I can only say what the Bible says. I'm not going to say anything else. And if you don't want the truth of the word of God, don't come to me. And that's how everybody needs to come to you. They need to know if they come to you, Venice, you're going to get the word. Don't you come to me? You want the truth? That's how we need to be as empowered women. You don't want the word, don't come. I'm not going to wallow with you in your mess. I'll pick my sister up, but I'm going to pick you up. If I got to drag you along, I'll drag you for a little bit. But, honey, if you don't want to get up, I'm going to let you go. We can't continue to do this with the word of God, picking and choosing what we want, acting like it's a Facebook or Instagram post. You know, I'm going to put this post up. I'm going to crop it, only show this part. I'm going to show this good side of me because I'm not showing the other side. I'm going to make sure that's out of it. Stop cropping the word of God. Yeah. Adding what you want. I'm going to add this in there because he said, no, he didn't. Stop adding the word of God. Don't make any sense. Jesus. You can't expect God to use you in a mighty way if you're doing stuff like that. And you can't even do simple Christianity 101. Jesus. Watch my face. They tell me I got to watch my face and my eyes. My girls tell me all the time. Watch your eyes, mommy. I had PT tell me that two weeks ago. Stop it. <laughs> Just saying. The Lord's working on me. But I can tell you, it doesn't matter if you've got this gift. You can have this gift your whole life, but if your integrity is messed up and you're doing all that stuff, well, good luck. You're not, we don't care about your gift. If you're not being around people, you ain't changing their, their, their heart. If they just have a behavior modification around you, we want heart transformation, not just change your behavior in front of us. And you got to stop pacifying people's thoughts. Man. I had this guy come in the other day at my job, and he was like, people are awful, or something. He probably said another word. I said, well, I'm not awful. I'm right here in front of you. Well, yeah, maybe not you, but everybody else. I was like, okay, first off, you need to stop. Well, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I said, work on your own self first. <laughs> I'm like, God got me right here at work, and I'm like, what I'm going to do? Work on your own self. 
I said, what you need to do is go and pray and hear what God is saying for you and what you could do to change instead of thinking about girlfriends. Well, God don't listen to me. I said, why not? He just does it. I said, yes, he does. Go pray right now. How do I do it? 1-800-777-PRAY. Go sit over there. He walked away from me. Honey, 1-800-777-PRAY. It's free. <laughs> Can I tell you this stuff I can't make up? I was just talking. The Holy Ghost started doing that to you. Honey. He didn't come to me anymore about no girlfriends, anything else. Get yourself together. Man, please. I was like, I wasn't playing with him. I was not playing with him. Like, <laughs> God loves you. But I must keep being like this. I'm going to keep being who God called me to be. I'm going to keep preaching the unadulterated word of God. I'm going to keep bringing it like this because that's what we need. Too many churches and pastors keep watering stuff down. That's why their churches is the way they are. They're still doing temperature checks, still making you wear masks. What is that? If you can't say you got the power of God in you and you checking temperatures and still wearing masks, I'm vaccinated with the blood of Jesus. They got the little sign up and say, if you vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if not, wear the mask. I walk right in. Let me see. I'm just, I'm, I'm identifying as vaccinated. <laughs> Jesus, right? I'm like, this is to you, devil. Smack. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all making me do this. I'm blaming y'all because y'all pulling for me. I pull, Y'all pulling for me. Y'all need to hear this, I guess. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, your. Y'all fired up. The fire. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you, I, I love this because, you know, I'm not responsible. I had to realize I wasn't responsible for making people feel comfortable. It wasn't my responsibility to do that. It's, it's a lot of work to make sure people are comfortable. But you got to make sure you're the one that's comfortable. That's not my responsibility. And I think a lot of times we as women pick up too many other responsibilities, not even our own, and God never told us to do it. And then we go to God and say, why did this happen? Why is this working? Why isn't it working? Why are we doing this? And he's like, I never told you to do it in the first place. So you need to go through your, yourself and start going, what, God, what am I supposed to put down? What should I put back on the altar? What am I picking up that's not really what you want me to do in this season or hour? Because like I said, it's just like fire shut up in my bones, baby. I got fire shut up in my bones. I can't contain it. I can't even contain it. I can't contain it. I got to cast out devils. I can't contain it. I got to lay hands on the sick. I can't contain it. I got to speak in tongues. I can't contain it. I got to go and deliver people. I just can't contain it. That is kingdom mandate. I can't contain it. It's just like fire. It's the 10 alarm fire. I think that's the hottest. I just have to do it because as he says, as we do it, signs are going to follow. People don't want to hear you just talk and teach about Jesus. They want to sense some manifestation. They want to feel the glory and power of God. If you ain't got that, then don't even do it. Don't represent the kingdom. But he said that when you do that, he will follow you and have signs, miracles, and wonders follow you. We're not compromising anymore the word of God. Either you're confronting the kingdom of darkness or you're compromising. Which one are you? True kingdom, true kingdom is a ministry of interference. We're always on the offense. We ain't never on a defense. We go in battles knowing we already won. 
don't ever go on defense. The enemy with my face, ooh, I'm about to hit it. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I speak healing right now on his face because now, devil, I'm really going to go in. I'm really going to go in, but I never went on defense, ever. When you're on the offense like that, you're actively looking for demons to get out of people. You're actively looking, who can I pray for today? You're actively looking, let me give them a word of God. Let me give them encouragement. Let me give them hope. You're actively looking because you're not thinking about yourself. You're not sitting there wondering or thinking about all the other situations and distractions you have going on because when you put the kingdom first, when you seek first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added unto you. God didn't lie when he said that. He didn't say that. Because I tell you, I don't mind going forward in the things of God. I'm like, let me see it. A demon, they start manifesting. I'm like, I know what that is. Let's go. Don't let them start manifesting in front of you. So stop doing what he's called you to do because someone don't like it. Because someone don't agree with you. They don't know how to respond to you right. Or they become offended. Stop. Let, that, let them deal with that themselves. I'm going to always be who God's called me to be. I'm going to always preach like this. I'm going to always go hard for God because he always go hard for me. I'm going to always do that. I'm never going to change. I, I know at times when I preach, I, I know I see people manifesting. It's okay. I see it. But, yeah, it's going to go. I'm like, please show yourself. Show yourself, devil. Hey, Jezebel. Hey, serpent. Come on out. Because I'm not moved by demons of intimidation. I ain't moved by demons of manipulation. They don't do anything to me but just get cast out. So you got to make sure you are around people with the fire of God who could do that. you got to make sure you're around them. You can no longer afford to be connected with people who, don't, who, ain't, who just imparting mess and destruction. You hooked up with these certain people, then you think I've been with them so long, I don't know what to do. But God said, cut it. You got to stop being around people who impart to you that it's com you're comfortable. It's okay to stay in your mess. It's okay. God gives you grace. You got to be around people who can say, you wrong in that, sister. Come out of that. They got, and they can't be sitting there encouraging you on your sin. That don't help you. So you got to be careful who you're walking with. You got to ask yourself, do they have what I want? What they carry, do I want to have that as well? Well, can I, can I get an impartation from that that's going to help my life so I can help further other people's life? If you ain't saying yes to the people around for that, then you need to cut that relationship. And I don't listen, I don't care if you know top-notch spiritual leaders who got Instagrams, 50 million followers. If you're hanging around the amazing crowd, that man, they wearing Rolex. The question is, do they know you in the spiritual realm? The question is, do demons know your name? Do you carry some weight in the spiritual realm? Because that's the important thing. It's not who you know. Is when you cast out devils, they go attach the stop. Why you why you crucifying us for our time? They gotta know your name. Paul, we know. <laughs> Don't be like the sons of Sceva trying to cast them out, then you get busted, you run outside with your, your clothes off. Because see what they think, the anointing is for sale. They think it's a, it's a, a cycle, it's a, it's a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A formula. They think it's a formula to cast out devils. They think it's a formula to lay hands on the sick. It's not a formula. It's, you got to hear from the Holy Ghost and then do what he's telling you to do. 
And with that assignment, I'm telling you, it comes weight. And let me tell you, everyone's called to do it. Every, just like everyone's called to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just like everyone knows they could be saved. We got to stop with this foolishness that everybody ain't praying in tongues because God didn't give me the gift. God didn't call me to do deliverance when he just says it. says it in Mark 16, 17. He says it. I ain't say it. You all are accountable to do it. You can't get to heaven and go, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't cast out not one devil. You didn't give me the gifts of tongues. Nah. If you're around people who telling you, no, nah, the tongues ain't for me, get away. They don't even, they're not, you, you aren't equally yoked. They're not reading the same words you're reading. If you are people that say it's okay for homosexuality, get away. If you're sitting there telling me that you're around people who say it is more than two genders, get away. If they are saying everything that's, that's different from the word of God, get away. If they don't want to go higher, get away. I ain't tolerating your people anymore who don't want to represent the kingdom of God, correct? I'm not tolerating it. I'm not. I'm going to tell you, I don't care if you operate in a wonderful gift. I say, that's a, that's a nice gift. That's so great. But you can have a gift because they're free. But let me tell you, baby, maturity is expensive. I'm going to say that again. Gifts are free, but maturity is expensive. You got to know how to keep your mouth shut when the Lord says keep your mouth shut. You got to know how to talk when he says talk. You got to know how to cast out when it's time to cast out. It's expensive. And I get it because in the atmosphere and you're excited, people want to always, they want to prophesy. They want to preach. They want to do this thing. It's like, I'm so excited. I want to do it. But you know what? You got to learn character and integrity. That's important. You got to know the word of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. You got to know how to walk in seasons. If you can't do that, then you don't need to get up behind and preach and minister to anybody yet. I'm going to tell you, I never want, I didn't want to do it ever. But now I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm excited. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. But you do. You have to learn how to walk and see. You have to know how to go through some things and see how the Lord gets you out. You need to see him. You need to know the word of God. Because if you don't know the word, how are you going to minister to anybody else? You can't pray unless you know the word. You can't even cast out devils unless you know the word. you got to know it. You have to know what you're going to speak about to people. And everyone has a ministry. It's not just here. You have it in your homes, like I said, in your jobs. Every, everyone has something to do and nothing is smaller. Preaching is not some big thing. It's not the most wonderful thing. Ministering to your babies, making sure they know the Lord and can pray and lay hands is amazing. That's better than anybody can preach. Letting little kids who are seven, eight, nine teenagers know how to lay hands on the sick and know how to cast out devils. That's more important. Anybody can preach. But do you know how to walk in integrity and character? Do you know how to love when people are mean to you? Do you know how to love when you know they're talking about you? Do you know how to love even when you know they don't like you? Do you know how to walk in seasons? Learn how to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. And don't substitute the Holy Spirit for your feelings or your voice of, of family members. Or substitute the voice of the Holy Ghost because somebody else says something. Hey, I'm going to take another notch. Don't substitute the voice of the Holy Spirit by your pastor. Yeah, we give you words, but you got to hear God for yourself. When you, God is calling you to go deeper, and it's not just on Sunday. It's not just on a Wednesday or whenever else anybody meets. He is calling you to spend time with him all the time and get a fresh word daily. You ain't going to make it just on Sunday. You're not making it on your devotional. You got to know how to stand and be able to stand 
with the backbone and not run away when the fight gets hard. Fight the good fight of faith. Almost done. Acts. Let's go to Acts. You really got to be sensitive to the voice of God. It's a still small voice. Can he yell? Yeah. But it's normally a still small voice. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And I say the Holy Spirit, he is not an it. He is a person. Acts 2. We're going to start at verse 1. Acts 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which settled on each of them. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages or tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Now there were then residing in Jerusalem Jews, devout and God-fearing men from every country under heaven. And when this sound was heard, the multitude came together and they were astonished and bewildered because each one heard them, the apostles speaking in his own particular dialect. Skip down to verse 13. But others made a joke of it and derisively said, they are simply drunk and full of sweet intoxicating wine. But Peter, but Peter, but Shazaid, but Pamela, but Maria, but Lorna, standing with the 11, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them. You Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be explained to you so that you will know and understand. Listen closely to what I have to say. For these men are not drunk as you imagine, for it is only the third hour, about 9 a.m. of the day. But instead, this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And this shall come to pass in the last days. God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream, divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my men servants, also on my maid servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to, to God's kingdom. Hallelujah. That is revival. Revival is here and revival is now. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that leads us and guides us into all truth. And remember, the Holy Ghost is not going to contradict his word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. That's our helper. That's our attorney. That's our comforter. That's the one that convicts sins and unrighteousness. That is our Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. When you cast out devils, it's the Holy Ghost. When you lay hands on the sick, that's the Holy Ghost. He's going to train you. He wants to train you and disciple you and give you directions and lead you on how to pray and, and let you know things that you don't have no idea about. Y'all think Noah knew how to build that ark? He didn't have no instructions. I, I doubted that Noah even saw a beach or ocean. And he started building an ark. But I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit wants to show many of you things in here tonight. He wants to show you. He doesn't, he doesn't live by your complacency. He moves by your violent desperation. 
Those in the upper room, I'm telling you, they were hungry. They were in desperation. So I want to ask you, where is your desperation and hunger today? Is it in his presence? Is it what else you got to do this weekend? Or are you sitting here going, God, I need more of you. Really, I do. You weren't just singing the song. You meant it in your heart. Because he wants to release a new fire in you today. A new shout in Jesus' name. Shout hallelujah. If you haven't shouted yet, I'm going to give you another opportunity. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the place, I'm telling you, to to shout. This is the place where you can break out of the situation you're going through. This is the place where the anointing and the presence of God dwells. This is the place that God can move freely. Thank you, Jesus. This is the place where you can push back against every demonic force and draw a line in the sand and say, I dare you to cross this line, devil. I dare you to cross this line. Because it says what? I just hear him saying he's, he wants many of you to draw the line in the sand. And some of you don't even trust him to do that. But he wants you to do that. Draw the line in the sand and say, God, I trust you. And I don't care about what's going on around me right now. Because we're going to push back against the enemy together. If God is for you, who can be against you? Thank you, Lord. And this is why I keep having you shout. I'm like, shout again, just shout again, just shout again. Because shouting releases the anointing of God. Your shout will release people from prison. Your neighbor next to you needs your shout. Many people in this place are depending on your shout and your praise. Many people. People in your role need what you have. (laughs) They need to see that you can praise them through any situation because it's not just about you. We can praise them, yeah, when our bills are paid. We can praise them when everything is going great. But can you praise them when your money is low in your bank account? Can you praise them when an unsurprised bill show up at your house? Can you still praise them and thank them for that? Because you know he's going to bring you through and take care of the bill anyway because he owns the cattle on the hill. Heaven is paid with gold. Can you shout and give him praise regardless of what's going on when you feel like you're in the middle of hell? I still praise you, God. I still love you, God. I thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you've done. I thank you that you're not going to stop now. I thank you that you haven't fought a battle that you have not won. I thank you that you are victorious. Therefore, you made me victorious. I thank you I can get through this because you are on the inside of me. You are the Lion of Judah. You are roaring on the inside of me. So I'm going to roar against what's going on and speak the word of God and get rid of it. And I'm going to say that mountain be removed right now in Jesus' name because of who you you are on the inside of me. I trust you, Jesus. Get your shout back, people of God. He want to say, stop. He like, stop giving him your leftovers and giving your best to everybody else. No longer allow the enemy to steal your shout. We know how to shout and yell at our kids. We know how to shout at games. We know how to shout at at, at, at ballerina stuff. We know how to shout at all that stuff. But can you shout for Jesus? Shout for your breakthrough. 
your shout penetrates demonic powers that you have no idea about. If you can see in the spirit realm, when you shout glory, that they tremble and go. When you shout hallelujah, they got to go. When you shout the fire of God, it burns up. Out of your mouth, out of your mouth, out of your mouth is life and death. Out of your mouth. I ain't telling you to shout because it's good for your health. I'm telling you to shout because I know what it does. Come on, when the fire enters the room because you shout, are you being entertained or are you saying, God, touch me? Yes, move out of me, the mess that's holding me back. Father, yes, take me out. Show me what it is. Burn everything in me. Get it out. Take out the strongholds right now in Jesus' name. Take out the cycles I keep repeating in Jesus' name. You want to be changed. We're not doing just tinkles and shakes anymore. You're not going to come up in here and get tinkling and shake, get on the ground, get back up and go the same way. Get up changed. If you don't go down and you stand there, well, stand changed. Come on. We want complete transformation. We want the fire to really burn in us. Complete overhaul. Yes, yes, complete overhaul. Thank you, Father. You got a fight in you. You got a fight in you. It's a fresh fire in you. That's a fight that can get you through anything. Y'all want to play for me a little bit? You can do that same one. I'm going to read verse 1 and 3 just again really quick. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. I trust God because we're all assembled in one place, baby. Thank you, Father, for the manifested presence that's just about to hit this place. I thank you, Father, for the fire that's about to hit this place. Tell the Lord what you want. Thank you, Jesus. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. It fills the whole church in which we're sitting. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which settled on each of them. I call forth the fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of tongues. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. You have an anointing that makes you dangerous, each and every one of you. You've been raised up for warfare, each and every one of you. You've been trained up for battle. You use your hands to war. We cancel your plans right now, Satan. We cancel you out, darkness, right now in Jesus' name so the light can fill you. The Holy Spirit fire wants to do something. He wants to prove something in your life today. He wants to prove something to that depression. He wants to prove something to that anxiety. He wants to prove something to that disappointment.
the next Catherine Coolcomb is to be raised up. We the next modern day Deborah's to be raised up. The modern day Marys and Esthers to be raised up. We need to have the modern day woman at the well who went and evangelized her whole town. There's some of you in here. God is calling you to higher levels today. He's calling you to go deeper. the kingdom of God and his righteousness